Hi, and welcome to the Thriving and Surviving podcast. I'm your host, Amanda Markson, and I'm a mum, a wife, an entrepreneur, a coach, and most importantly, I'm someone that loves to make waves, break stigmas, and challenge beliefs. Think of this podcast as a wine and cheese night with your besties, sharing your deepest and darkest thoughts and struggles, but also learning a thing or two. So whether you're thriving or just surviving, this podcast is here to enlighten you, heighten you, and most certainly brighten you. So let's dive right in, and I'm so glad you're here. Okay, (laughs) I'm back. Okay, I know I missed a couple of weeks there, um, but things were crazy. Um, Obviously, it's been a very big adjustment um, becoming a single mom. So there was definitely a few things that I had to find my feet with, I think, first. And then we obviously went on the cruise recently, and I've had a lot of people asking what I thought and how that went doing that with the kids. Um, Because obviously when I initially booked it, I booked it way back when Tommy and I were still together. So I wasn't anticipating going on the cruise without the extra help. Um, But it was good. Um, I wouldn't say it was relaxing, uh, I, I do feel like I need a holiday from my holiday, but as far as traveling with kids go, it was pretty good. I do regret not utilizing the creche, I think, because realistically, I really wanted to spend time with the girls on the holiday anyway. So it was a family trip to sort of spend time together. So I didn't want to put them in the daycare much so and then by the time I was like oh maybe just for a day I went and inquired and it was already all booked out so if that is something you want to do I recommend going in there the first day um, and booking in some sessions so they had different time slots that you can book them in and there was three different rooms for different ages there was like a baby to two I think it was like two to five and then six and up I think from memory Um, because one of the biggest uh, I guess challenges I had is that Chili obviously still has day sleeps and some days Callie needs to have a day sleep. So trying to juggle doing activities with them and then all of us sleeping in the one room. Oh my God. So if you were going on a cruise, so my girlfriend Allie came on the cruise as well with her husband and their little girl and her mum plus my parents. So I definitely wasn't alone. I still had a lot of help, thank God. But Allie brought with her this curtain that like hooked onto the ceiling with like these magnetic hooks because obviously the roof of your room is metal. So these magnet hooks, you could slide them around and put them on the roof and then hang the curtain, which gave me a room divider because the first night, Chili could see Callie and I, which meant that she did not want to sleep. So the first night... She woke up every two hours and would look over and wake, and then she would wake Callie and I. So that first night, I was laying there thinking, what the fuck have I done? This was the worst idea. Why Why did I think I could go on an international cruise with two children 
one and two years old by myself. Like I was, I was doubting, like not to mention on the first day, the room service didn't open until six at night and dinner doesn't like the restaurant doesn't open until five, but Chili goes to bed at four 30. So I was like, how, 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 how will I feed my children then? Like it was just, it was such a shit show. Um, that aspect. But then once Ali gave me the curtain divider, game changer. At least then I could put cat, like chili down in her cot. Um, oh, and on the first day there was no cot in the room. And I specifically checked that they provided a porter cot. So I had to call up the room maintenance and I was like, oh, like there's no um, porter cot. And the guy's like, what's that? And I was like, what? What do you What do you mean? Like a, a porter cot? And he's like, I I don't know what a porter cot is. And I'm thinking, fuck me. If they don't know what a porter cot is, there's no way they have one. And I was like, you know, like a thing you put a, a baby in to sleep. And he's like, oh, a crib. I was like, yes, a crib. Do you have a crib? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can bring one up in like an an hour. I was like, the sooner the better. Like both of them are going absolutely feral by that point. So they finally brought one up. Got chilly down um, and then Callie slept in. I think, I don't know if it was a double or a queen. It might've been a a queen maybe. And Callie slept in there with me, Um, which was totally fine because Callie and I do co-sleep a fair bit at home. So that was pretty normal for us. So this is my third or fourth cruise I think I've been on. Maybe my third. So the other cruises, um, Tommy and I went on one with um, one of my girlfriends and her husband. And then prior to that, I went on like a girl's trip one when I was a bit younger And I will say it was a very different experience doing it with children, um, which I'm sure maybe all travel is. I don't know. I haven't really done too much travel with the girls, but it was a very different experience, especially because my girls get up very early and there was an hour time difference. So instead of getting up at 4.30, they were getting up at (laughs) 3.30, but they were still going to bed, but they were going to bed a little bit later because we were trying to, you know, make dinner, but then they were cranky at night and like, it was just out of routine. And the girls are exactly like me where they really thrive in their normal routine. So look, we were all just, we were all doing our best. Um, but I am very, very grateful that I had the parents there to help. God, I have to keep pausing the recording because I keep yawning. I came off night shift this morning and I have not slept yet um, because I was like, no, like today's Monday. There's a million things you have to do, including the podcast episode that should have gone out today that you have not even recorded yet. Plus you girls mowing. So I mowed the entire front and backyard, which took me about two hours, but I am tanned and absolutely glowing from it. Mowing is my new favorite chore around the house at the moment. And I've also, um, so Tommy has been taking the girls for some nights now. So we're sharing Carrie a little bit more, which is really lovely. Also gives me (laughs) a second (laughs) to have some time to myself, which I definitely did take for granted when there was obviously the two of us just having that option to tap out whenever you needed to tap out and you could sort of tag each other in. Whereas when it's just you, particularly when it is just you all the time, it's very hard to have those moments to recharge, to push on. So I'm really optimistic um, that we'll find a flow that sort of works for both of us so that we have, well, so I mean, for me, so that I 
get a little bit of social downtime separate from the children. And I don't know if it is time therapy, the meds are a combo of all of them, but I am feeling so good. I feel like I'm on the path that I'm supposed to be on, I suppose. And there's something really calming and reassuring about feeling like I'm where I'm meant to be and I'm on the right track. And that's something that I feel like I've always gravitated towards my whole life is even if things have been hard, if in my gut I've known it's the right direction for me, it's always felt better and put my anxiety at peace compared to when I know I'm trying to like push shit up a hill, so to speak, or or I'm in a doing something or I'm in a dynamic or something that a part of me knows isn't what's best for me and it's not right for me. And trying to persevere in that environment triggers me in a whole different way. So things are still tricky and I'm still learning and I'm still navigating, but I genuinely feel like this is the path that I'm meant to be on and I am really excited to dive into working on myself and growing the business and spending time with the girls I'm and my friends. I'm just, I'm very excited about the direction that 2024 is going in because initially my mindset at the beginning of the year was kind of just like, what the fuck? Like what is actually happening? Whereas now I'm like, no, do you know what? This is actually, this is good. Like this is going this I know I know I know in my gut I'm going to look back in a couple of years and be able to pinpoint pinpoint the start of 2024 as when everything pivoted and went in the direction it was supposed to. So one thing that I'm going to actually talk about a little bit in this episode now that I've finished talking about myself for a minute um is and this is a good one because I know I know because I can see the stats that men listen to this podcast. So I've got some husbands and some dads listening to this. So this is going to be so that you can just have a little bit of a think on this. And for all of the ladies, which does make up the majority of the ones tuning in on this to feel seen and heard, but I'm going to be talking about imaginary workloads. So what is an imaginary workload? So there's one, there's different things that you can do. So I'm going to use the, like a typical house example for this, because I feel like that makes it a lot easier. There are things that you do that the other person, so say your partner or friend or kids, whatever, that they see. So that might be like doing the dishes. It's not imaginary. Like you, the dishes were dirty. Now they're clean. That was a visible workload. But the imaginary workload behind the dishes might have been knowing that you were getting low on sponges, so you added sponges to the list, or a couple of the plates had broken, so you've ordered a new plate set, so there's enough plates for everybody, or buying the food and planning out the meals that goes into the actual bowls. So there's like all of these like things that do happen in the back end. It's basically like when you go and watch a performance and you see everyone on stage and you just think, oh, look at the actors. That's they're the they're the ones doing the things. 
but you're not thinking about all of the moving parts that are happening behind the scenes to enable the show to happen. And traditionally speaking, women carry the brunt of the imaginary workload in the relationship, in the household, and in parenting. I said what I said. I'm yet to meet a different dynamic that challenges that personally, um, or I'm yet to meet someone that has the majority of hats being the male, if that makes sense. So using parenting, for example, I think it is wonderful, absolutely wonderful. And dads, please do not think that I don't think it's great that the expectations have drastically changed where, you know, dads are encouraged to be very involved. Dads are like, you know, you're getting offered things like paternity leave and things like that now so that you can show up and help raise your children because it's not just a woman's job now. Because with, let's be real, the cost of living, most families can't afford to be on one wage, which means you've got both parents working. So as far as that work area goes, that sort of has moved to sort of like a 50-50 now, like in a lot of households, like the income might not necessarily be the same, but the work hours tend to be somewhat on par. So coming back to parenting, you might look after the kids just as much as your partner. So the physical care of your children can be 50-50, where it is split evenly, which is quite self-explanatory. But the imaginary workload that goes on behind the scenes, I've never seen it. I have never seen it split with majority of it being the male. Oh my God, this sounds like the most male Haiti episode. Tell me, tell me you're separated without telling me you're separated. <laughs> no, but it is true. So even things as, you know, buying clothes for the children. Who does that? Who, who monitors what the kids need? Who books doctor's appointments? Who organizes daycare enrollments and play dates? Like all of these things that happen in the background that require energy and just mental exhaustion. It's usually, as I said, I'm yet to see differently. By all means, if you disagree, I'm, I'm, he- I'm here to hear it. But it is usually the female. And honestly, you work around the house, I've never felt more lied to that mowing is some big job. Now that I'm doing all of the things on my own, mowing is the best bit. Mowing, you have peace and you have quiet. I listen to my Audible book, which I'm actually listening to. Oh, I'm, I'm so bad with names. It was like the, I think it's like Mist and Fury, Court of Mist and Fury, I think is the one I'm reading now, which is the second book from Th- Th- Throne of Thorns. No, I think maybe I made that up. Court of, no, Court of Thorns. Oh my God. Okay. But I'm sure everyone knows what I'm butchering trying to say. So I've been listening to the audible books of those because I actually physically don't have time to sit and read a book. So I've been listening to my audible when I train and when I'm driving to and from work or mowing. Um, which all of my friends are reading these books and I've been really out of the loop. So I was like, okay, I'm going to try and catch up. So the dramatized version, so much better. You've got different like characters with, you know, and it's not just like one person monotone, like reading the book. So highly recommend. Totally went off on a tangent there. And do you know what? People have different strengths in a relationship. And I feel... Sometimes it's 
a bit of the the patriarchy, whatever, whatever we want to call it, that, you know, women are copying, doing all of these things because historically they've just always done them. But some of it can be that organization and multitasking more often than not is a skill set that females seem to excel at more than males. So I know for myself, I'm probably a freak in this department though, because I am freakishly organized. So needless to say, I have never been in a relationship with someone more organized than I. So it makes sense that I manage a little bit more of the organization things when that is a skill that comes quite naturally to me. So sometimes, look, people are happy to split things certain ways because it's like, look, like this is your strength. This is my strength. Um, Let's play to those because we're a team. Because at the end of the day, you should be a team playing to each other's strengths and buffering out each other's weaknesses. So now this is the important bit. Whilst women are doing more, the best thing you can do if it's not, this is at the men, the best thing you can do if it's not going to be stepping up and taking on some of that imaginary workload, at least recognize, validate, and appreciate it. Because the fact that it is imaginary and it goes on behind the scenes, it is why so many women are frustrated and quite frankly pissed off is because we are so burnt out doing 50 million things and you don't even you don't even notice you don't even see all of the things that we're doing to make the household or the family or whatever it is continue to tick over like a well-oiled machine that is all of us so even things like if you're going on a holiday who packed the kids bag chances are it's probably, but, and just saying, thank you. Thank you so much for packing that. Or, hey, can I help you pack that? Because look, I can be a little bit micromanaging. So sometimes I'll be like, no, like I want to pack it because I want to make sure that, you know, everything's in there and nothing's forgotten, but that's fine. But the, the thought and the appreciation that you were willing to share some of the imaginary workload, it actually does go a really long way. So if you're a male sitting here reflecting, go give your partner, wife, a giant hug and just say, thank you for all that you do. And she will feel seen. And for all of the ladies just listening to this, thinking, (laughs) nodding along, I get it. You are not alone and it is a little bit shitty, but continue trying to communicate, set boundaries, and it's got to get better, right? Surely. So I am starting a new work roster. Um, So I'm going to be working a few more hours at the fire department because I need to pay for more things (laughs) now. So Um, But it is sort of set days and I've managed to work it around so that I'm still going to have a bit of time uh, where the girls are going to be in daycare, where I'm not going to be there, obviously, for all clients and so that I can still train and compete because that is still on the cards and what I'm working towards. Um, I am 
Nervous isn't the right word. I am conscious that there are some different factors this time around that I didn't, haven't had to consider before. And, you know, that's not just my time, but also my mentality during a prep um, because I take a lot of pride and I value the way I project onto my children. So I'm very conscious that, you know, I will probably not have the same bandwidth of patience. So I'm just, there's just different things that I'm going to be really conscious of during this prep. Um, But it is officially starting in, I mean, technically you're kind of always in a pre-prep or an off season, but the official preppity bit, but um, is starting in three weeks, which is really exciting. So I'll include some little prep updates scattered throughout the podcast, which will be back on. Do you know what? I'm going to go fortnightly for now, just so it is easy to stay on top of. And then once we've got our swing going, we will dive back into weekly. So hope you enjoyed listening to this semi-rant, but it has come off the back end of a lot of conversations that I've been having lately with men and women and for whatever reason, men not understanding what this imaginary workload is and women just wanting to put their heads through a wall at this point for feeling so unseen. So hope you feel seen and I hope you feel educated.